Welcome investors to the Absolute Return Podcast, your source for stock market analysis, global macro musings, and hedge fund investment strategies. Your hosts, Julian Klamotko and Michael Kesslering, aim to bring you the knowledge and analysis you need to become a more intelligent and wealthier investor. This episode is brought to you by Accelerate Financial Technologies. Accelerate, because performance matters. Find out more at accelerateshares.com. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the show. I'm your host, Julian Klamachko. I'm joined by my co-host, Mike Kesslering. And on today's podcast, we welcome special guest, D-Wave CEO, Alan Baratz. D-Wave is a leader in quantum computing systems, software, and services. On the show, Alan discusses what is quantum computing and why it is important. Some of the major technological breakthroughs in quantum computing the technology's potential effect on cryptography and cryptocurrency, an overview of the market opportunity and competitive environment, and more. A point of disclosure, the Accelerate Arbitrage Fund ETF owns shares and warrants of DPCM Capital, the SPAC in which D-Wave is merging. With that being said, please enjoy our show with Alan from D-Wave. We got Alan from D-Wave on the show today, going to give us a deep dive into quantum computing, a super exciting new technological innovation. So Alan, welcome to the show. How are you today? Thanks, Julian. It's a pleasure for me to be here and uh, I'm doing great. Awesome to hear. Let's kick things off with a bit of a primer on quantum computing. What is it, in your words, and why do you think it's so important? So quantum computing is simply the use of quantum mechanical effects, things like superposition, entanglement, tunneling, to be able to solve hard computational problems much faster than they can be solved using existing computers. Um, And the opportunity for quantum computing is huge, both for what I'll call evolutionary applications. These are applications that businesses are running today, but they're hard computational problems. And so today what businesses do is they use heuristics to try to get good enough solutions, but with quantum computing, they'll actually be able to get optimal solutions, best possible solutions to those problems. So it's going to be great for evolutionary applications, but it's also going to be amazing for revolutionary applications. These are applications that are not even computable today. So these are things like global weather modeling for disaster prediction or the development of designer drugs so that you can take a drug that's targeted to exactly your uh, condition and your set of ailments. And that's where quantum computing's uh, really going to be pr- providing phenomenal advances for, uh, for society uh, and the environment as well as for businesses. Now, the way that I understand it in terms of use cases is it can speed up computing by an order of magnitude such that if you have this process that's going to take months to calculate for a certain real world use case, as you indicated, uh, simulating uh, the effect of pharmaceuticals or something of that nature, it can do it in a matter of minutes. Is that correct? Exactly right. It's it's very significant speed ups like that. So For example, on our quantum computer, and and D-Wave is the first and frankly only commercial quantum computing company. And what I mean by that is we have over two dozen Forbes Global 2000 customers using our quantum computer today 
to solve real business problems. And frankly, we're the only quantum computing company that is commercial in that sense. All the other quantum computing companies are basically taking government funding, uh, working with educational institutions and research labs to help them build their quantum computers. But at D-Wave, we are the only ones that have commercial quantum computers today where our customers are basically using us to improve their business operations. And we've been able to demonstrate speed ups on our system on real world problems of up to 3 million times faster than what can be done classically. 3 million is quite the step up in performance. Yeah, quite, quite just several <laughs> orders of magnitude over classical. No doubt. And I did want to get a quick overview from you on some of these key terms we're talking about quantum. I noticed that the stock ticker that you're going to go with is QBTS qubits. Can you describe how quantum computing works from a layman's perspective? Sure. So let's start with the existing classical computers. Uh, they store information as bits, where a bit can be either a zero or a one at any given point in time. And what this means is that what classical computers are doing when they try to solve a problem is they're basically searching for the optimal solution by exploring one solution after the next until they get to the optimal solution. Because at any given point in time, since the bits are all zero or one, they're looking at a particular solution. Quantum computers use qubits. Qubits can be in the state zero and one simultaneously. And what this means is that a quantum computer can effectively see multiple solutions at the same time, and as a result, more quickly search through to find the optimal solution. So all we got to do is believe you that it can be uh, three million times faster instead of getting into uh, <laughs> the, well, the technicalities of it. To just believe, you don't have to just believe me. That three million times speed up was published in uh, peer-reviewed Nature Communications. Um, that was a magnetic materials phase transition computation. I won't get into the details around the computation, but the theory behind it won the Nobel Prize back in 2016. And we've been able to perform that computation on our quantum computer 3 million times faster than it can be performed using classical computers. Yeah. So we just got to trust the technology just as we trust an iPhone to work without knowing all the details. That being said, uh, D-Wave, the company has been around a long time, founded in 1999. You joined nearly five years ago. I was wondering, throughout the company's history, or at least your tenure there, can you talk about any technological breakthroughs that have happened, or has it been the same idea that you sort of incrementally developed over time, or any sort of aha moments that really... Uh, elevated the business. Yeah, uh, there have been many, many technological breakthroughs. So, so first of all, I joined the company because I wanted to be at the forefront of driving the next wave in computing. And when I visited D-Wave, I saw that they had a spectacular team and amazing technology, in addition to being the first commercial quantum computing company. So when I talk about that uh, amazing technology, you know, what I'm talking about is the fact that D-Wave has now delivered five generations of quantum computers, starting at 
you know, 16 qubits, and now we're at over 5,000 qubits. So we talked about qubits a minute ago as that, you know, unit of storage where bits can be in both the state zero and one at the same time. We now have systems with over 5,000 qubits. If you compare that to our competitors, they're all at about 50 qubits. So significantly larger quantum computers than, uh, than any of our competitors. And with these quantum computers, we've gone from being able to show a 10x or a 100x speed up to now being able to show over a 3 million times speed up on our quantum computers. As far as the technological breakthroughs are concerned, we have over 200 US granted patents and over 100 in process worldwide. So we have a very extensive IP portfolio. We have had to solve, frankly, you know, very, very hard, fundamentally hard problems in areas that include superconducting circuit fabrication. So we use superconducting technology, uh, which basically means that uh, our uh, quantum computer chips run at uh, roughly 10 millikelvin, which is colder than interstellar space. Um, And by running at the temperature and using materials that superconduct at that temperature, um, essentially we consume no power uh, when we're running uh, our quantum computers. Uh, so they're also very energy efficient. But, but nonetheless, we've been able to develop the ability to uh, fabricate these superconducting qubits with high density, so 5,000 qubits on a chip. Uh, we're the only ones that can do that today. Moreover, our chips contain not just the qubits, but they also contain control. Uh, this is, these are things like addressing and pipelining to be able to quickly program the system and read out the results quickly. Nobody else in the quantum industry does this. We're the only ones that have control on the same chip as the qubits. Everybody else has control either on a different card or separate electronics running at room temperature. We're the only ones that have control on the same chip as the qubits. And this is very, very challenging to do. uh, And we've been able to do that. Um, We've also developed uh, significant Uh, software and software advances. For example, we were the first company in the world to build a quantum cloud service that allowed real-time access to the quantum computer. And even today, ours is the only quantum computer for which you can get real-time access. We've also developed hybrid solvers. This is the use of classical computers together with our quantum computer. And when they work together, they're actually able to solve the problems even better than when you're using just the quantum computer alone. So whether we're talking about superconducting circuit fabrication or quantum circuit design or uh, managing I.O. input output or um, you know, real-time access to the quantum computers or hybrid solvers, these are all areas where D-Wave has developed groundbreaking technology and they're all elements of our IP portfolio. And now a word from our sponsor, Accelerate. Do you want to diversify your investment portfolio while benefiting the planet? The Accelerate Carbon Negative Bitcoin ETF, symbol ABTC on the Toronto Stock Exchange, provides investors with exposure to Bitcoin while protecting the environment. 
Accelerate implements a global tree planting campaign to sequester carbon emissions and help fight climate change. Up to 10% of ABTC's 69 basis point management fee will be allocated to Accelerate's annual tree planting campaign. For each $1,000 invested in ABTC, an estimated one net ton of carbon dioxide is expected to be sequestered each year. Buy Bitcoin, save the planet. Find out more at investabtc.com. Yeah, clearly the technology is just bleeding edge stuff. Now translating that from the technical, theoretical to the real world in terms of use cases and applications, can you give us some examples of where customers are using this presently and where they could use it in the future? Yeah, and and that's the most exciting part of what we're doing is that you know now that we are at five thousand qubits, we're able to support real world business problems at scale. So, for example, uh, we've helped a customer in the grocery industry do employee scheduling. They came to us in the height of the pandemic, uh, and basically. What they found was that the additional constraints and requirements that were being placed on the business as a result of the pandemic were making it more and more complicated to do the scheduling. In fact, it was taking them up to 25 hours per location per week to do the scheduling. Using our system, they're now able to do the scheduling in less than two minutes per Mm -hmm. location per week. Another scheduling example is with Volkswagen. Volkswagen has used our system to schedule the painting of their vehicles. So this is in the back end of the manufacturing process when you need to paint the vehicles. And basically what you want to do is schedule the painting of the vehicles to minimize paint changes. And the reason why you want to do this is every time there's a paint change, it slows down uh, the process and it introduces waste. Well, using our system they've been able to develop schedules that will allow them to paint up to five times more vehicles per change over the schedules that they were creating using their uh, internal algorithms on classical systems. So these are a couple of examples of optimization problems uh, in the scheduling arena. If we go to finance, uh, we've got a customer that has been using our technology in a machine learning application to do fraud detection. We've got a couple of customers, uh, in fact, BBVA and Keja Bank in Europe that have used our system for portfolio optimization, but not straight portfolio optimization. This is portfolio optimization while at the same time managing or reducing risks. And we've also got applications in the pharma area. Uh, we've got customers like GlaxoSmithKline that have used our system to do Uh, codon mapping and RNA folding applications. Uh, We've got another customer that has used our system to do peptide design. In fact, these peptides have been used to synthesize COVID therapeutics that are in animal trials. So, you know, like I said, we've got over 2,000, two dozen global 2,000 customers, and they're working on real world applications. I was wondering about the total addressable market in the investor presentation. It does have an estimate from consulting firm BCG of a total addressable market of $850 billion by 2040. Can you describe 
the development of this market and what uh, supporters of the company can expect? Yeah. So, so first of all, uh, BCG puts the TAM at uh, two to five billion in the near term, growing to. 450 to 850 billion in roughly the 20 plus year time frame. So call it 2040, as you said. However, they estimate that about 20% of that is what's available to the quantum computing system, software, and services providers. That's us and the other quantum companies. So, so for the quantum industry, if you like, it's roughly a billion in the near term, growing to call it 150 billion in the roughly 20-year time frame. So you might ask, well, what's all the rest of it? If it's $150 billion in 2040 for the quantum industry, what's all the rest? That's the value that our customers will be getting from using quantum. So yeah, quantum is going to be very valuable across many different industries. The market opportunity for quantum computing companies like ours is a, a, you know, a billion to a couple billion in the near term, growing to roughly $150 billion longer term. But to break that apart a little bit, BCG divides that across four technology areas. Those four areas are optimization. That's solving problems like the ones I was describing, scheduling uh, or autonomous vehicle routing or manufacturing plant floor improvement or uh, packing for container ships. These are all optimization problems. The second area is uh, what they call linear algebra. This is basically machine learning. The third area is uh, what they call factorization. That's crypto. And the fourth area is what they call differential equations. This is quantum chemistry and computational fluid dynamics. And they roughly estimate that about a quarter of the total market will fall into each of those four areas, optimization, linear algebra, factorization, and differential equations. However, there's something really interesting that we all in the industry learned in the middle of last year that I need to spend a minute on. I need to take a step back. There are two primary approaches to quantum computing. One is called annealing quantum computing, and the other is called gate model quantum computing. And I'm not going to get into the technological differences between them or how they work. But I will say that what we learned in the middle of last year is that only annealing can deliver speed ups on optimization problems. Gate model uh, is unlikely to ever deliver speed ups on optimization problems. And the reason is gate model systems require classical compute overhead to help them solve the optimization problem. And what we now know is that classical compute is so costly that it far outweighs any of the benefits of the underlying quantum computer. But this is not true for annealing quantum computers. So what that means is that annealing is and likely always will be the quantum workhorse when it comes to optimization problems. But here's what's really cool about that. Only D-Wave builds annealing quantum computers. Everybody else is building gate model systems. What this means is that only D-Wave can address the optimization portion of the TAM. That's a huge piece of the TAM. At least a quarter of the TAM is available to D-Wave exclusively. We're the only ones that can go after that. Now, annealing can also go after you know, linear algebra, machine learning, and factorization crypto. 
But there is one area that annealing cannot go after, which is differential equations for quantum chemistry and computational fluid dynamics. That is the domain of gate model systems. However, uh, several months ago at D-Wave, we announced that in addition to our ongoing roadmap for enhancing our annealing quantum computers, we are now also building gate model quantum computers. What this means is that D-Wave is the only company in the world building both annealing and gate. And as a result, we will be the only company in the world that can address the full set of customer use cases and the full TAM for quantum computing. It's a really unique insight, and I appreciate you discussing one of the key competitive advantages that D-Wave has above and beyond its competitors, because we have seen a couple quantum computing companies either already go public or announce plans to go public. Is there anything else from an investor's standpoint on why they should consider D-Wave over some of your competitors? Yeah. So first of all, I mean, I think it's great that two quantum computing companies have already gone public through a DSPAC transaction. And, you know, we're uh, excited about being the third. I think that's great validation for the quantum industry. But we've got the first mover advantage when it comes to commercial because we're the only ones that have a system that can solve real world problems today because we're the only ones that can solve the optimization, that can address the optimization portion of the TAM, which arguably represents most of the important hard problems that businesses need to solve. We will have that first mover advantage when it comes to signing up customers and getting them on quantum. And then as we bring our gate model systems to market, it's just an upsell for us to another application for our customers. And we think that's a very powerful strategic model for us that will leave us extremely well positioned uh, in the marketplace. And now a word from our sponsor, Accelerate, one of Canada's most innovative and fastest growing alternative investment solution providers with a suite of institutional caliber alternative ETFs for investors seeking diversification and long-term performance. The Accelerate One Choice Alternative Portfolio ETF, symbol 1C, ONEC on the TSX is Canada's first alternatives portfolio solution, providing exposure to six alternative asset classes, 10 alternative strategies, and one easy-to-use, one-choice ETF that charges a management fee of just 0.2%. The Accelerate One-Choice Alternative Portfolio ETF trades under the symbol 1CONEC on the Toronto Stock Exchange. Find out more at accelerateshares.com. Absolutely. And in terms of R&D, I think I saw in your investor presentation that approximately 70% of your employees are focused on the R&D side of the business. And within that 70%, would you say, where's the focus? Is it more so on the application side or more so on the platform side and, and building a, a stronger platform? Yeah. So we need to keep in mind that we were not even at the point where we could solve commercial scale applications until we delivered our 5,000 qubit processor about a year ago. And so for, for many years at D-Wave, it really has been about R&D with those generations of systems that we've been bringing out to market so that our customers could gain experience with them and, and experiment with them. But a year ago, when we got to the 5,000 qubit system, that allowed us to start the transition to commercial. 
What that means is that we are now also beginning a far more significant round of investment in go-to-market. And a significant portion of the funds from the DSPAC transaction will go into building that go-to-market capability. So today, we do have a direct sales organization in addition to uh, reseller partners, uh, firms like Accenture or uh, Deloitte that we are working with. Uh, or AWS that we are working with. We also have a professional services organization that helps our customers understand which applications can most benefit from quantum and how to build out those applications. And while these organizations are, uh, you know, relatively small today, uh, so, you know, on the order of 10 to 15 people each for direct sales and professional services, we will be making a significant investment in those organizations as a part of the DSPAC and the increased funding that the company uh, is expected to receive through that transaction. Now, one thing that always worries me with, with new technology, especially quantum computing, is the effect on many of the systems that we already have and use. You mentioned cryptocurrency and the applications there. Obviously, cryptography is a big basis of many things that we do online, on the internet, uh, decentralized finance, even passwords. My God, everyone has a ton of passwords. Is there a risk that a lot of the security or the basis and the, the core features of cryptocurrencies, will those be put at risk from a security standpoint with the development of quantum computing? So not anytime soon. And I say that because, um, you know, there's been a fair amount of uh, analysis done by academics and others on uh, what it will take to be able to factor a 2,000-bit semi-prime number. Semi-prime means a product of two large primes, which is what you need to be able to do to break RSA, to break cryptography, our current crypto schemes. So, And 2,000-bit is kind of state-of-the-art. So um, what, um, what we believe at this point in time is that if you want to break RSA, if you want to factor a 2,000-bit semi-prime, Depending on which technology you're using, superconducting, trapped ions, photonics, if you're using superconducting technology, it's going to take about 20 million qubits. Oh, wow. If you're using an ion trap system, it could take a billion mm. qubits. Well, where are we today? You know, well, D-Wave is at 5,000 5, qubits, but yeah. most companies are at 30, 40, or 50 qubits. So even if you were to double every two years, we're talking 20 plus years right. to get to the point where we have this capability. So that's why I say not anytime soon. But yes, we will get to that point. And that's why even today, uh, a lot of uh, you know, academics and some companies are working on what's called quantum safe cryptography. Mm. So these are algorithms designed specifically to be resistant to quantum attacks. And it'll, it'll, it'll take a little bit of time to get there, but we have a little bit of time. Well, it's nice to see smart people on that. Now, speaking of more positive things in the future, Ellen, before letting you go, one last question. 
what is the coolest potential future application of quantum computing that has not been created yet? Yeah. So, um, you know, I, I, there are there are several, right? I, I and but, but but I'll tell you my favorite. I mentioned designer drugs, so that you get the drug designed specifically for you as an individual. I mentioned uh, global weather modeling for better disaster prediction. But one that but that I like, and, and a lot of folks are looking into it, is uh, new battery materials. Mm. I hate to have to charge my iPhone and, and my iPad. It just you know drives me crazy to constantly be being, uh, needing to plug it in. I love a battery that lasts a year or mm. more. And you know, there's the potential to be able to deliver on capabilities like that, which I think is really exciting and, and game changing. Something to look forward to. Another thing to look exactly. forward. Another thing to look forward to the uh, going public transaction. So D-Wave recently announced a SPAC merger. The ticker of that is XPOA, and once the deal completes, the new ticker symbol will be QBTS. So that's super exciting news, Alan. Excited for you and the company, and thank you for sharing all of that with us on the show today. Julian, Mike, thank you. I really appreciate the opportunity. Wishing you the best of luck. Take care. Thank you. Bye. You too. Thanks for tuning in to the Absolute Return Podcast. This episode was brought to you by Accelerate Financial Technologies. Accelerate, because performance matters. Find out more at accelerateshares.com. The views expressed in this podcast are the personal views of the participants and do not reflect the views of Accelerate. No aspect of this podcast constitutes investment, legal, or tax advice. Opinions expressed in this podcast should not be viewed as a recommendation or solicitation of an offer to buy or sell any securities or investment strategies. The information and opinions in this podcast are based on current market conditions and may fluctuate and change in the future. No representation or warranty, expressed or implied, is made on behalf of Accelerate. As to the accuracy or completeness of the information contained this podcast. Accelerate does not accept any liability for any direct, indirect, or consequential loss or damage suffered by any person as a result of relying on all or any part of this podcast, and any liability is expressly disclaimed.